This is Inside Music with me, Adam Weisler. I'm taking you inside the stories and songs with the most exciting music stars of today and tomorrow, as well as the legendary artists we all admire. We'll talk about the creative process through conversation and candor, and hopefully a lot of fun. Today, Ian McCulloch of Echo and the Bunnymen. I caught up with Mac in 2018 around the release of the Bunnymen's The Stars, The Oceans, and The Moons collection of reworked songs. Of course, a lot of our conversations centered around their classic and enduring hit, The Killing Moon. Anyways, real pleasure to see you again. Good to see you. Yeah. And you're in the middle of a tour again right now. Well, at the end now. The end of it. Yeah, this... The, when did we play that? It was on the Wednesday. It was our last show of the, of the American tour for the new album. Yeah. Um, and it's been... This American tour, one of the best we've ever done. It's certainly... With the crowd, the way they've reacted, it's been... Because we've done a few flip-flop things with Violent Femmes the last few yeah, years. Yeah. And in the summer, just with something else to do to kind of get to a different kind of crowd, maybe. And because we like the Violent Femmes and, and we get on, especially me and the drummer. Um, yeah. Johnny, who's great. Hello, Johnny, if you're <laughs> listening or watching. Yeah. Um, and, and it just felt somewhat... It is different. You don't know sometimes when you do that kind of flip-flop headliner thing. Sure. Which crowd you're getting um, and whether your crowd can make their people yeah. see that it's not about entertainment so much as about this as an atmosphere of a, a different kind of group. Um, so some when you're playing a zoo in Seattle and going on stage in 90-odd degree heat at 6 o'clock, and you've just passed the elephant walking out. Yeah. It's a bit weird to right, watch it. Right. Because you know it's not going to go dark. To Literally a zoo you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. 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 We did two zoos and a wine, um, a winery. Right. Which, because of the nature of the tour, we thought, yeah, that's... But then you don't realise, hang on, six o'clock, don't remember that being in the, in the itinerary <laughs> time thing. So, but it, it worked because I think both bands... Yeah, we're true to what they are, and um, yeah. But this one, it was the first show that so that was Toronto was the first show in the, in the you know, and it was Canada. But um, and the reaction, and just just as soon as we were on, it was like it just felt right again, you know. And that is as much as I wouldn't say no to another to flip flopping with someone, mm -hmm. probably not with the violent films, even though I mean I love Johnny and the other two that nice, but. Sure. I think two tours is enough, you know. Maybe we'd do that in South America with them or somewhere else, but not in America. Yeah. Um, but there's nothing like knowing that that's your crowd and 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 it, it's been like that this whole year, apart from the Modern Films one, yeah. But it just feels like we we've hit some another peak. Yeah. yeah. The, Especially with this new record and to celebrate yeah. this record with these shows even this week in LA yeah. and to have the audience just loving what you've done with with the old stuff yeah, and yeah, making them yeah. new again and I, I'm not necessarily playing them live because it, it takes time you know it, it's the killer moon you know uh, that the fans loved it it got, it got great reaction when it came out but since I started saying it's the greatest song ever written there's easily I don't know how many but I would have thought Thousands or maybe a hundred thousand people who agree, you know, and it's yeah. like, and 
in a hundred years' time when I'm still alive, sorry you might not be, <laughs> uh, there'll be more people saying it. It's, it's kind of, I just, I've forgotten the, the thread of what I was but, saying. But, but, what, but what you've done, just to talk to what you've done with the, with the song of The Killing Moon, but all these other songs, is to make them so fresh and so new. Well, that, that Again, was the idea, yeah. without tramping or trampling on any 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 of the aspects of the originals. It's like, by, by playing them a lot through the years, a lot of them stem from when I played them solo, um, just being an acoustic. Yeah. And I'd, I just naturally slow certain songs down because you can't, you know, and I'd, I'd, half of the time I'd, I'd say to the audience, my fingers are killing me, I can't, so I'm going to do this bit without any fucking chords. And but gradually I started playing The Killer Moon, how it felt that it has become a different, not a different song, but it means means everything, that song right there. But once was asked to say, why is it going so, I'd say, because it's more than a song, it's about everything. Mm -hmm. And it, for me, it fights up against your world to the thick of it. It's to be or not to be. More or less, and it only dawned on me 30 odd years after writing it that, yeah, I suppose it is, but I have the payoff. Shakespeare leaves it rhetorical, really, but he will wait until you give yourself to him, and whatever that him is, or he, or yeah. it, um, is it resolves because that's what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. and, and somebody, it was, I think it was a European interview. I said that killing moon the people can't think that they wrote it. You know, no matter obviously they might love the song, I wrote it and it would be dangerous for me to allow them into my head thinking that maybe it is everyone's song and it's co-written with everyone so it wasn't. Um and that killing moon is it's not Neil Armstrong's moon. That's his moon, I think. Mm -hmm. That one there, that's Neil Armstrong's yeah, gotta be yeah. <laughs> And um so the killing moon's mine and I know the dark side, I know the, the lit side. Um, and I try and stay in the light now as much as possible. It's not, I don't want to be attracted to the dark side of the moon, especially the album, because I'm not a Pink Floyd fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've always actually, it's funny you say that, because I've always found so much optimism and light in your music, in, in your in your delivery, in your performance. I, I hope think. so. I mean, that's what people say to me. And, and I remember my manager, who was then just, he was guitar tech and best friend, Peasy, who was. Who's, and uh, we were doing nothing else forever. And at the end, I was singing, All the Shadows and the Pain are coming to you. And he went, I love that. So uplifting at the end and optimistic. And I said, What which fucking bit? <laughs> you know, Shadows, Pain. Unless he thought I was rid of myself of them and, and mm -hmm. redirected them somewhere else. But uh, a lot of people say that to me. And I think, Well, that's because I think I always do try and. I always try and twist whatever lyric it is anyway um, mm -hmm. and give it a cryptic um, way out or way in or mm -hmm. whatever. And so that's good. That's good to hear that because I'm not... I always thought people... Some people thought I was this, you know, all this Shelley and uh, Byron S thing. I hate that fucking shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I like... I was always influenced by Bowie, Lou Reed... And Lenny Cohen. Mm -hmm. And I think Bowie never kind of, even when he was doing the Berlin albums, it was always breaking glass in my room again. But there's something about that delivery that was, was mm -hmm. and, and his sounds as well, Bowie. That low album, it was reviewed like it was a really down, you know, a downer of an album. 
And then Heroes was his way out, and I thought yeah. Heroes was more down. Yeah. Then Low, I thought Low, it had a bit of orange cover, and Heroes had a black one. And, and so, again, that, that told me a bit about critics. It's like, hang on, I'm sure they've got this one wrong. It, it, it's almost like they followed his life trajectory, and then decided the albums right, right. reflected that. I think yeah. the albums were done probably within a month of each other, you know, like in between Siggy breaks, you yeah. know, because he was that quick. But right, right. And I just think it's always, when you listen to music or, or write it yourself, always listen with these things before you read. Sure. Or read something about it, maybe, but then allow yourself to not follow uh, what people say, otherwise I would never have been into Larry Cohen yeah. or Berlin when it came out. I bought that when it came out, I thought, Oh, this is fucking weird, but I loved it. You know, yeah. It was just like, he took you in, he put a, a fucking thing, say Lou Reed, Berlin album, and it, it was like you wore it while you listened to it. And it got slagged uh, big time when it came out. And then NME, as they did after a few years, Deja Vu, Lou Reed reviewed this fucking thing. And uh, not always with the person who slagged it off, but they never re reviewed one that they said was brilliant and then said was shite. Years later, it was always, oh, we, we fucked up with Berlin, so we'll re-review that. Yeah. Fucked up with, um, well, a lot of them, it's just reviews, you, you know, when reviews are anything, anyone else's opinion, especially when you're in the middle of it. With this album, I just thought it's going to go one way or the other. Um, and I, I thought critically it would be... I think I thought writers or, or critics... Now, critics is a funny word because... It sounds like you're criticising when it's not always that way. It's, right, right. You should take another word. That's your <laughs> job. Um, Generally, it's an appreciation. I mean, you you wouldn't have done these songs. I think this like, I you mean, didn't love the songs. No, right? exactly. And and that's what I've, I've, yeah. I've said. It's like as if I'm going to fucking try and you know stain them up or fucking ruin people. It's like it's my memories of them uh, as I'm doing them. You know, and it's. And they didn't hear the first Killer Moon. They didn't hear the original because that was done. We taped it in someone's house, you mm -hmm. know. And and the original Bunny Man didn't have Pete in. It was a drum machine. So when he said, he was, oh, better do this, it's like, you weren't even there. <laughs> a drum machine was there, but it hardly fucking worked. And uh, there were people then, when we got Pete in, oh, no, I prefer to do the drum machine. It's like, and it's like, what are you fucking on about? You know, it's like, and I'm making judge, or, or just... Career advice, keep the drum machine. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Disappear with Cameron Ray Vonsier. <laughs> no, I'm just going to shoot. No worries. And, you know, so with this, I thought the, the kind of, the crit, you know, the journalist type side would, would like it and, and go, this, and it has proved that way there's more interest because of, Doing it, I suppose. Mm -hmm. um, but to me, it was as much about how far and some numbness. And the next album, it's like, I've invented this word, funk, which is very like funk. Mm -hmm. um, but it's like, semen in, in Liverpool is called spunk. <laughs> and everywhere else it's spunk. Whereas in Liverpool, spunk is get up and go. Okay. You know, which it should be. Pep. <laughs> sure, sure. Vigor. But, and all of that, Vim. But <laughs> so we say, okay, we don't call it a condom. We don't really talk about them, but we don't call them a spunky. We call them a spunky. 
Sponkreceptacle. Nice to nice to know. Well, there you go. Learn something. Very you cool. never know when you bump but, into someone with one of them in his budgie jacket <laughs> and a and a squash frog in the other pocket. Yeah. My brother had one of them. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's a different story. Wow, wow, wow. But the fact you do have new songs on this, and you're always you guys have always been making great new music. You've always been writing new stuff, and I'm sure there's great new stuff on the way. It must be easier to look back when you're always doing something new and fresh. Well, I'd, I'd tend to know about with these. They, they were. It was just something I, I had in mind. I mentioned it when the record company signed us. It was for the new songs, mm-hmm. uh, the next album. And then I just happened to mention, God, I'd love to do. And then, well, yeah. Well, that sounds good. I said, yeah, I want to do Kill the Moon, just slower. Like I've, And one the thing I haven't used much, when, it, when I was singing, I thought, this is what I have to say in the interviews. I am singing that I'm on the moon. I'm not looking at it anymore. I'm yeah. on it. And, yeah. and that's kind of what I've tried, that perspective of doing all of these uh, songs again. It's like, why do it? Like, I mean, live, it's kind of pretty much how, how we'd have done it, but there's a different, there's mm-hmm. a bite back in in the way I'm singing. Yeah. It, I've noticed on stage, it's like, bloody hell, that's like, there's a, like, almost a spite full bite or it's like mm-hmm. why didn't people understand all this you know it's almost like the songs are saying fucking it's not that hard to get this fucking song all that jazz and then so I'm going I'm snapping more and in the cut it's it's like fucking how many bites of this song that's biting back do yeah. you need you know there must be great satisfaction to get that out there then the way that I can't count that satisfaction <laughs> no that was a terrible <laughs> yeah, he's one of the few I can't do it, it is a great and also I think in the shows where it is like these songs maybe live not maybe live work this way yeah um, and the other maybe that slower Killer Moon and the Ocean Rain the way it is on the album and some of the others are for another show that we do a one-off of, mm-hmm. you know, maybe next year before the new album. Yeah. And do it more, play the album all or somewhere and just go, this is what you would have wanted mm-hmm, mm-hmm. last year. Yeah. But now you've assimilated it. And, sure. Um, you know, I don't think you'd be getting... In the thing, we're definitely doing the versions of this album so if you don't like that don't buy a ticket right and go yeah. why you play you know come because you want to hear them like that sure sure and it makes everyone know but there'll still be someone yeah there's the fucking drums and kill the moon I was like, oh, fuck you. Yeah. so but yeah, yeah we'll yeah. maybe try and do it so that people understand and people who, who might have thought I wish I'd have done that version of kill the moon at the end it's something that is the only time where I think not can't do it just for you or for me and you right we have to do that at a, another show you know when everyone get, knows what's happening well that's I think that's what keeps you so fresh and so relevant and that's what get, gaining new fans along the way when you yeah, look out, yeah when you look out at the crowd and you probably see kids out there that have never seen you and now they get to see mm. what Echo and the Bunnymen are all about it must yeah. be a great feeling it is it's fantastic but it happens more here um, few things like the um, 13 Reasons Why, Stranger Things, and particularly Dolly Darko at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that. It's, it's like Bowie opened up the Velvet Underground and Iggy Pop and, yeah. and Jack Brell as well. You know, that, it's great when 
And you, you go back, you know, I, I was the doors came later. Um, Will was always playing them, and I knew some doors songs, and mm. then, but I was always Bowie Velvets, Leonard Cole, and Lou Lou Nicky. Yeah. Uh, so it is great, and it, you see, there's a clip from Homeforth where we're playing just a special little Christmas thing in Yorkshire. Mm-hmm. Last time we played there, there's a lad who's about 10, 11, 12, in the balcony doing that, singing The Killer Moon <laughs> with his dad just looking at him. And all the reaction, I think it went whatever, yeah, yeah. viral or something. And, and it, everyone said, what a, what a fa- mother and father to bring him up. Like that to just get it, you know. Yeah. But everything was he wasn't even watching that thing. He just obviously just studied it. it and was doing me. Sure, sure. And it was brilliant, you know. It was probably the same kind of lad that I was at that age, but a little bit more yeah. balls about him to be doing that, you know. Right. Well, you yeah. talk about those other artists that obviously influenced you. To, to know that you've now followed in that trajectory and you've reached that yeah that status yeah. must be a good feeling as an artist. It is, yeah. It is, and. It's great when the, a band like the Malachi Creatures, we were their band, every member had their own album saying in previous interview, and, and we were the first band that they showed, a couple of them would see it, and they knew, you know, and they've become their own band, that's what's great. You wouldn't just think, oh, that's funny, man. You can hear maybe bits of that back of love kind yeah. of thing, but it's when a band... I mean, and the same with Coldplay. Chris came into it later, and I wish he'd have kept playing them Bunnyman records. Yeah. You know, for the last two or three albums, uh, but but they became, you know, they were old. They was their band anyway, and then they got influenced or tested by by us. Um, and generally, I I think it's fairly good bands that come out. Some of them massive, some of them not so. Mm-hmm. You know, Robert Smith's favorite band with the Bunnyman, and yeah. You know, I can't understand why we're not a million times bigger than all of them, but that's just the way it is. And we didn't, we didn't play any. We were kind of, we were just we because we're from Liverpool. The idea of, of looking like you really care about who's whether it's Rolling Stone or fucking. CNN users, so it's a thing I must. But it, it kind of, as soon as you do that on your first tour, and Will goes, don't like it, and so they go, what do you think of uh, America there, Will said? He goes, don't like it, we'll go home. <laughs> and it's like two days into our first American tour, and I'm thinking, <laughs> why did we sit on the same settee? Just ask me, it's right, the best right. fucking place in the world. Without just wanting to get the interview over, without saying, oh, by the way, can I shake everyone's fucking hands and um, suck the asses? But that kind of thing, Liverpool, I mean, Will's not even from Liverpool, from the outside, yeah. but there is a kind of, don't, You've got to go home, and if you might say any of this, or you know that you fucking said G once in an interview, or you know an Americanism, it's like you fucked. And he goes a little bit, it's like yeah, yeah. G, this is it, G fucking that, you swat. <laughs> and then what you want to think, you know? Right, but, right. Um, but from the outside, as an LA guy that's watched your trajectory over the years, yeah. just to look at your discography, to look at just the integrity your band's kept, in fact, you've kept making great new music. Yeah, I mean, you've never, just, never really gone backwards. You've never become no. an oldies thing or an eighties thing. You've always gone forward, mm. and and I think it's only risen over the years. Just the respect people have. Yeah, for, I think for what so. You yeah, do. and that's great. Um, and that that is just sticking to your your guns, you know. And I know I've I've been patchy in places because in 
in my own life, I, I just haven't felt in the right sports. Mm -hmm. But I shouldn't have really made being in the public eye for that period. Yeah, but sure. It's what you do, and you don't realise sometimes when you look a bit shabby um, or you're acting a bit shabby. Yeah. And people know that, you know, your family knows straight away. And, and, and that's kind of something that I've just gone, I'm happy. You know? yeah. <laughs> and I am, it's kind of Liverpool. It is, I'm, and the next album is fucking, it's, it's like this, it's hard to describe, it's, it's kind of very, all my kind of funky, choppy rhythm. And with these, it's, I hate saying pop because it's become this bland, but it's like there's bits of chic in there. Um, <laughs> but with these lyrics that are so serious, yeah. Mainly on this next album, it's about I've got a suit of armor with spikes coming out now, and I'm impregnable. Right. And um, and that's I've got all that back. That kind of be you know you fucking idiots and uh, and be. That Liverpool lad, you know. Yeah, yeah. The, I was I represent Liverpool as much as I do the Bunny Man, you mm -hmm, know. Mm -hmm. And or songwriting, it's 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 kind of something that emboldens me. Um You still have that the energy inside yeah, you that yeah, has yeah, to come out. Yeah, and the new album's just like awful. But it's there's a it's dark and light at the same time. A bit like remaining light, that kind of vibe. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. And I'm using a few David Byrne shops in there because he taught me loads, him and Lou Reed, on the rhythm, mm -hmm. even though I was pretty good anyway. And there's a bit of Joe Stummer kind of uh -huh. back as well. Um, so it's all, it's all that good, but spiky and kind of lyrically spiky, dead melodic. And more, I suppose, not never stop-ish, but that's one of the songs that maybe I could would slot in amongst right. it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. But I think that's good because that was about, God, it was like, you know, it, there was a, just a mentality to it. It's like, why is everyone so fucking, kind of, not stupid, just dozy sometimes or obtuse and kind of not. It's like, these are the things that, that's why the world goes fucking from here to there in the blink of an eye and people wonder why. Because, you had Trump and Hillary Clinton as your choices. And America is up in arms like, you know, like it's like their fault. Each individual, how the fuck do you end up with fucking fella whose hair flies off and he gets off a plane instead of the plane flying off and leaving his hair on his head? And Hillary Clinton, who all he had to do on that live debate, we were over there, and he yeah. goes, you're a liar. And she, instead of going... If I wasn't a liar and I was here, I'd go, stop the fucking thing, you're in court tomorrow and soon for slander libel or whatever the fuck. He knew he could say it. And, and I knew he'd win. And as soon as he started campaigning, I thought, he's going to win. Because he said one thing, it was, it was directed at the Muslim people. Yeah. But one thing he did say was, until we figure out what's going on. And I think that's what happens. That's why people go, what is going on? Mm -hmm. Why isn't anyone waiting? or working out, or figuring out what the fuck's going on about anything. And I, I thought that was a key phrase in, in his campaign, I thought. As, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. otherwise they're just passing bills or, or fucking change. And it's like, and the public are like, what the fuck is going on? Mm -hmm. And it takes years sometimes to pass something or to, to fucking get something to court. And it's like, that fuck is guilty. 
you know, and, and it, so for all these people think he's an embarrassment, he's not, he, he said, I'll speak to that North Korean, we might get on. And he said that, I thought, what the fuck? And he, he showed him, didn't exactly get on, but he, so, he went, here's three billion quid. Now, join, join humanity, get a disco going, you know, and you'll be great, everyone go, you'll be there, instead of looking at nuclear missiles, up to 10 ones going off, you'll be dancing with the fucking Queen of Korea, yeah. and everything's great. And I, I think he sold him showbiz, probably behind the scenes, you know, have some showbiz. Yeah, well, all I can say is the, the best music is created in times like this. Artists, I was going to say Thailand. No, artists, artists like you can... Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it affects people and, and it comes out in interesting, creative ways. And yeah, and the part of the new the new list will be, it's your fault. You know, anything that you're moaning about, or it's generally your fault if you're in a democracy. Because if you're that, if it's that, this democracy thing, if it's that great, get it together and, and reinvent democracy.